Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chukas. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Chukas contains three positive mitzvos related to the Paraduma. It's worthy to speak just for a moment regarding the term Chukas, coming from the Hebrew word Chok, which is a law without a reason. Our laws in the Torah can be divided into three categories. There are mishpatim, which are laws that we'll call logical laws, meaning that if the Torah did not legislate them, man on his own would have come up. All society says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. However, we have to ask ourselves, if it's so logical, why do I need a Torah to teach us that? So just know that within each and every one of the mishpatim, of the, quote, logical laws, there are so many aspects to it that are unique to Judaism. So, for example, lo sigzol, thou shalt not steal, is not simply that you can't take somebody else's possession, you can't pick his pocket, and take his money, but if I know that you are going away for Shabbat, but you don't know that I know that, and I invite you to come to me for Shabbos, what did I do wrong? You say to yourself, oh, he's such a nice guy, but in reality, he's not such a nice guy. The only reason why he's inviting you is because he knew you couldn't come. I don't believe in the secular world you've done anything wrong. According to Torah law, that's called Genevas Das, literally stealing the mindset and giving the wrong impression. That's Mishpatim, that even those are unique to the Torah. The second category is that of a mitzvah, a law where the Torah gives us a commandment which man never would have thought of on his own, but the Torah gives us a reason for it. The Torah tells us to sit in a sukkah for seven days, and the Torah gives us a reason, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu provided for us in the desert as if we were in a five-star hotel. The Torah tells us to eat a cracker called matzah, on the night of the 15th of Nisan, and the Torah gives us a reason, because you were chased out of Egypt. So these are commandments which we would not have thought of on our own, but the Torah gives a reason. And then finally, there is the category called chukim, laws without a reason, meaning that a reason was not given to us. And this is an exceedingly important area of Jewish law. The Rambam at the end of Hilchos Me'ila gives you a nice listing, not a complete listing, but of many different examples of chukim. I have kosher milk and I have kosher meat, but when I mix the two together, it's a non-kosher mixture. I cannot wear wool and linen together. I cannot breed my horse and my donkey and many other chukim. In this week's 
parsha of Chukas, you have probably the quintessential Chok, namely that of the Porah Duma, whereby, number one, a person who either came in contact with or under the same roof as a deceased, a dead body, they become Tomei. And there's only one way impure, only one way to remove this impurity, and that is by having the ash of a poraduma, a red cow. The cow was slaughtered, it is burnt, and the ash of this cow mixed with water is sprinkled on the person, he, she, on day three and day seven of their counting the seven days of purity. The wisest of men, King Solomon, says in Koheles, I thought I would be able to understand all of Torah. This is in chapter 7, verse 23 of Koheles. But it's beyond me. Namely, because the Poraduma has this, quote, double-edged contradiction. On the one hand, it is Metaher Temeim, the one who is Tomei, the one who came in contact or under the same roof as the dead body, becomes pure, can now go into the base of Migdash, can now partake of Korbanos. And the Kohen who sprinkled this and who enabled him to become Tahor, he himself becomes Tomei. This is something beyond our understanding. And yet, this is such an important part of Torah. Why? Think for a moment. If we understood everything, we would be worshipping ourselves. The fact that there are halachos that we cannot understand, that shows that we accept that there is Seichel Eloki, there's a higher degree of intelligence than the intelligence of man, namely divine intelligence, and we are privileged for whatever Hashem enabled us to, yes, understand from His Torah, and we recognize that we observe all 613, knowing that they all come from him. Okay, in this same parsha of Chukas, we find the sin of Meimariva, the waters of contention, whereby Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron, when there is a lack of water for the camp, that they are to take the staff and they are to go and speak to the rock. And this is in Chukas chapter 20, beginning with verse 7 through verse 14. So the Torah tells us that instead of speaking through verse 13, instead of speaking to the rock, Moshe hits the rock and Hashem says, as a result of this, you will not be entering the land of Canaan. Now, what exactly is Moshe's sin? I can only tell you it is most challenging. The Orachayim HaKadosh, in his commentary, lists ten 
different possibilities. And I quote from the Ramban. The Ramban says that this um, uh, category or this whole uh, chapter is beyond our understanding. Okay? Um, I had the Ramban literally in front. Yeah. Vio MS, Kio Inyon, Sod, Godol, Misisre, Atola. It fits in very well to the Parsha. The sin of Moshe is one of Sisrei Torah, one of the hidden secrets of Torah. However, I'd like to share with you a very interesting understanding of Rav Yosef Albo, the Balho Ikrim, who suggests the following reason and explanation of Moshe's Chet. His thesis basically is the Torah tells us what the Chet was. Yan Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron after they have hit the rock Yan because Lo Emantembi you did not have sufficient faith in me to sanctify me before the people. What's going on here? So, to get right to the gut, Rav Yosef Albo says that what's happening here? The people are clamoring for water. Okay? Now watch. In verse 6, Right before they're told what to do, what do Moshe and Aaron do? Vayavo Moshe Moshe and Aaron, when they hear this, they come. El Pesach Oel Moed. They come to the entrance of the sanctuary. and they fall on their faces. Says the Eben Ezra. Vayavo, they come. As if they're running away from the problem. And they fall on their faces to pray. What was their sin? Their sin was that Moshe on his own should have taken a step to initiate, to bring the water. Now what does that mean? It's true, one could argue, that unlike all the other prophets who take the initiative and tzaddik gozer, v'kodesh baruchu mikayim, the righteous one, quote, makes a demand, strong language of God, and God comes through for them. So, as we find in chapter 10 of the book of Yoshua, when Yoshua calls out to God and says, oh no, you can't let the sun set. We are in the middle of winning the war against the Amori. And he calls out and he says, Shemesh, begivon dome. Let the sun stand still over Ginom. Guess what? Hashem listens to him. And when Eliyahu gathers the people and has a duel with the false prophets, on Hara Carmel, and Aneni Hashem Aneni, 
he takes the initiative and he says, Answer me, Hashem. Send down the fire from Shemayim. Show them that I am the true Navi. Hashem responds in kind. And so, wait a second. If this is true with the others, this is the Taina. This is the sin of Moshe, says Rav Yosef Albo. Now, wait a second. All along, you can argue that there's a very significant difference between the nature of the prophecy of all other prophets, as we're told in Baaloscha and Moshe. And because of that, one could argue that Moshe never takes the initiative on his own, lest anybody think that he himself is some kind of a divinity. However, once last week in Parshas Korach, that Moshe does take the initiative, and Moshe does say, Imkemos Koladam Yamusim Ele, if Korach and his band will die like other people, but the Imbria, and if Hashem is going to create a phenomena, that the earth is going to swallow him up. Now, there you can argue, as indeed the Meshachachma explains when he quotes the, uh, the uh, uh, Rav Yosef Albo, he says, Moshe swiftly put the rebellion of Korach to an end because what was at stake was the veracity of Torah. Moshe Emes, Visoroso Emes. But once Moshe took the initiative there, and the people saw that Moshe can take the initiative, they said, ah, sure, when he came to his own kavod last week in Korach, there he takes the initiative. But when we need water, unfortunately, he does not. So because Moshe, unfortunately, did not, listen carefully now, have enough faith in himself. Amazing. That's how Rav Yosef Albo understands the hate of Moshe. That Moshe should have gone out on the limb and Hashem would have responded to him in kind. And because he did not, for this he was punished. Now, remember what I quoted from the Ramban. That this is nothing less than Sod Gadol Misisrei Torah. We don't understand this. Certainly not completely. However, there is a very powerful lesson for us to learn. And that is that just as Moshe was taken to task, because even Moshe didn't have enough faith in himself, we are to learn from Moshe. And we are to have faith in ourselves. What does that mean? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave each and every one of us a tafkid, a purpose, a mission to come down to this world and contribute and do something that only we can do. Sad to say, the pandemic, which we are hopefully emerging therefrom. And we hope gradually, but back to the shul, back to classes, back to active chesed, etc. This unfortunately stymied the pandemic 
so many people for over a year. Like the Torah says that in Parshas Bo, when there was the plague of darkness, the Torah says regarding the Egyptians that they did not see one another. They did not get up and be there for each other. Too many people were just that, stymied during the pandemic. And therefore, Parshas Chukas is calling out and saying to each and every one of us, as we say every morning, Thank you, Hashem, for literally giving me back my soul. Great is the faith that you have in us. If Hashem is willing to put His money on, in us, if He's willing to give us the special kolchos, the special traits that we need for us to accomplish, if He's willing to give it to us, then we have to recognize and say thank you for the charge and thank you for the opportunity for us to actualize this potential. Uveirachticha, the Pasuk says, Bechol asher ta'aseh. We have to act. And I pray that we're going to learn from Moshe. And the Torah has us learn from all of the goodness of Moshe. We have to know when the midah of anivus, of humility, and know when it is time to act. Shabbat Shalom to all.